Hello and welcome to the Twisted Sisters. This is Allie Angren, one of your co-hosts, and we are so honored to have Dr. Jennifer Freed with us today. Dr. Jennifer Freed is a renowned worldwide psychological astrologer and a social and emotional educator. I found Jennifer when I was at my lowest of lows. I was in such a low place in my life. I had separated from my husband and was really trying to find out who I was for the first time in my life, really. I mean, I knew who I was as a teenager, but I don't think we any teenager knows exactly who they are, right? Until we kind of hit that that 20-year-old where when our brain is fully developed. So, I kept trying to find the answers through therapy through psychic readings, asking advice from my friends on what to do, and quite frankly, I didn't like any of the answers that they were giving me. It was really, I was pissed. I was really angry during this time. I spent a lot of time out, um, kind of partying, but not necessarily drinking, just out trying to not be by myself. And I was stuck really in my own body, just sick of living with myself. Then COVID hit. Great. (laughs) I had just left my amazing real estate team. It was the hardest thing I have ever had to do. And I was off on my own journey to go build my own team. So I was putting all of my time and work into building this real estate team. And one day I was scrolling on Goop, which if you're familiar with, is Gwyneth Paltrow's lifestyle brand. And I found something that really piqued my interest. It was an article by her, and it it read like this. Self-care is not an an but Self-care is not an indulgence for those who have free time. It is a fundamental need of each human being and a prerequisite for bringing the planet itself back into sustainable alignment. I wasn't taking care of myself at all. So at that time I read this and it really hit me like, you need to go figure your shit out, Allie. So I started Googling this Jennifer Freed, who is she? And I found she had written a book. And so I Amazoned it right to my house. And this was right when the lockdown happened. And I was forced to sit with myself and figure my shit out. And I was forced to really read this book because I didn't have any other outlets. Life is a journey and I believe everything happens for a reason and I believe this book was pushed right into my face at this time. So I started reading about her and I started reading about Gabby Bernstein and these two just really, they got me through COVID. You know, I don't really consider myself a religious person. I am more of, I need some sort of evidence in my face and I don't nothing against anybody being religious don't get me wrong I just I always hear like God spoke through me or God did this or God did that and I'm like where is God for me like I've never really had God 
right? And it was, I tried picking up the Bible a couple times and it just, it just doesn't seem like something that spoke to me really. And so I just felt like, you know, when people go to that low place, they find usually God. And for me, it was, I couldn't find God. And I do believe that there is a higher power. But I started going like, okay, I'm going to put it to the universe. And what I found was I had like numbers popping up. I had all these signs. And some of you might sit here and say, it's God, it's God, it's God. And maybe it is. And I'm, I'm open to all possibilities. But what I loved about astrology is that I, it has some evidence based to it. And I'm more of a, I need, like, I'm, I'm left and right, I'm a left and right brain person. So I, I loved her book, Use Your Planets Wisely. It was all about astrology and understanding the planets and how to use them and understand yourself through the process. Astrology, you know, it's, it has some evidence to it. There's an actual map. It uses star charts. And we will dive more into the history in this episode. She goes into it. So basically, kind of going back to the basics, I had never really gotten to know me. I got pregnant at 18, had a baby at 19, was in a horrible, horrible, abusive, manipulative relationship that put my self-esteem way down. Got out of that, was a single mom at 19, jumped right into another relationship. He had a son that was 18 months older than mine, so we were both teen parents, Then we got pregnant again at 21, had a baby at 22, and was married by the time I was 23. We were so poor, 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 and we had no time to really figure out who the heck we were because we were babies raising babies. So back to the magnificent Dr. Jennifer Freed. What I loved about her is she has a psychologist background. She combines the ancient art of astrological interpretation with her vast psychological training and experience to inspire and awaken people's greatest gifts and contributions. Jennifer's version of of astrology grounded in psychology has the ability to force needed change in a profound way. Jennifer is a best-selling author and has written over 10 amazing, amazing books, including her newest release, A Map to Your Soul, using the astrology of fire, earth, air, and water to live deeply and fully. Jennifer's work has been featured in Goop, Poosh, Bustle, The New York Times, Sex with Emily, People Magazine, Vogue, Well and Good, and so many more, you guys. So I want you to sit back, relax, and really take in what she says in this episode. Have an open mind. It is so open and raw and vulnerable, and it is a reminder that we are all here on this planet trying to, in truth, Understand everyone, whether that be your husband, your spouse, your partner, your boss, your kids, your parents, whoever, your guardian, whoever raised you. But in order to understand others, we have to first understand ourselves to that core. So back to her, her quote that hooked me was, 
self-care is not an indulgence. It is so important to really figure out who you are, whether that be through meditation, journaling, all the things. And I am still on my journey. So sit back again. Let's dive in. You're listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast with Allie, a fiery realtor queen, and Samantha, a gypsy wandering her way through life while navigating being a rock star woman with ADHD. Both are former teen moms of two who have faced challenging adversities. They're here to break stereotypes, get real with you about the messiness of life, and remind you that we're all just a little twisted. How are you? Well, I feel fabulous today because I had the best meeting last night. So I woke up with a lot of bells on my toes. Oh, that's exciting. It's exciting. And we are so honored to have you on. Thank you so much. We are fangirling over here. (laughs) You just seen us. We're nervously sweating. We are. We were like, oh my gosh, is all of our electronics going to work? Because that's what would happen, right? (laughs) Well, but also you sit close to each other so you can gather good sweat together. Exactly. Yeah. So before we dive in, I just want to say like I found you during COVID and I bought your book, Use Your Planets Wisely, because I found you on Goop and I am such a huge fan of Goop. And so I read this whole book and then I was like, I need to find her on podcasts and listen. So you like got me through COVID. So I just want to tell you, thank you. Number one. Number two, I would love for you to go into your history because you have a unique history of being a psychologist and an astrologer. Could you dive into like your journey, how you grew up, where you were born? Okay, great. I was born in New York City and for no reason that I can possibly understand, I was always drawn to astrology and then I got an astrology reading when I was 18 and a half. At the same time, I started studying psychology. So these two paths basically coincided at the same time. 40 years later, I've become really gifted at both. But a lot of my journey was learning and teaching astrology, learning and teaching psychology, and then bringing those two things together in both my writing, but also a very lucrative and meaningful coaching practice. That is so cool. That is so cool. And were your parents into any of like, psychology? oh, not at all. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. What you gals don't realize is before the digital revolution and everyone could look at their charts and everything, people thought astrology was just tr- total quackery. My parents had no interest in that. Nobody around me did. I was a renegade and that fits my chart. And I kind of saw the future before other people, and now they've all caught up, and I feel very gratified. I love that. That is such a great story. It is. And how did you like start utilizing that astrology? Did people think you were nuts when you were like, yeah, yeah totally nuts? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I was living at the time with two roommates in my early 20s, and I loved them dearly, and they were my friends, and they would make fun of me so much because I would just be on my bed. Because again, remember, no computer back then with tons of astrology books, reading everything I could. And then I would basically for years just say, does anyone want to try this? 
because nobody was into it then. Eventually, things turned around. But yes, for the first few years, people just thought you're into some random weird shit. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, but I'm sure as you start to tell them things about their charts, I mean, you can't, exactly. the fact is in the fact. I mean, it is what it is. And so when you're hearing that, it, it yeah. makes a well, believer. What, yes. What ended up happening, because I've never, ever felt the need to defend this or to try right. to proselytize. I have never in my life advertised. I have never had an opening. You know what I mean? Like even now it's way more, but even then it speaks for itself. If it's useful, I always say to the consumer, if it's useful, you'll want it. If it's not, you might use it, but you'll drop it. Astrology is the only personality theory that has lasted thousands of years. That says something about its usefulness. Right. Yeah. And it, when did that kind of change? Like when did astrology stop being used as much? Utilized? Yeah. Well, in the dark ages. What happened, if you want the little history, is that astrology was very much a part of every culture until, which is always the story of evil, men got a hold of power in the churches and outlawed it because they didn't want anyone having direct access to the divine. They wanted it to go through them. So then they started rewriting all of the spiritual history as astrology was from the devil, but make no mistake, if you go to the old churches in Europe, or if you study astrology, it's everywhere. All the symbols, all, you know, so there came this point, the dark ages, where it was banished and people were witches and all kinds of things. And it took us a few hundred years to realize, actually, no, it's a really good tool among many good tools. Yeah. I love that. It doesn't mean you can't be religious. Religious in its etymology means linking together. Astrology is one of the best narratives ever to link things together. That is so cool. Thank you so much for sharing that. And do you find yourself, are you a spiritual religious person? I'm deeply spiritual. I grew up, I am Jewish. So I grew up with that cultural influence. But as an Aquarian, which kind of takes bigger importance for me over religion, I really am much more interested in universal principles of religion than any one religion. So if you look at all the world religions and you break them down into three components, it's be good, be kind, be generous. Mm. I'm all for that. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it for sure. So you wrote a a new book, which I love, A Map to Your Soul. And could you, so you kind of walk us through these 12 domains, basically. Can you kind of go through and just start from the beginning if like what you should do if you want to get into astrology? Okay, great question. Number one, if you want to get into astrology, go on Google and type in the words free natal chart. Free. There will be a number of sites you can go, enter your birth information, and get a readout of your chart. Very helpful. Secondly, I strongly suggest getting both my books, Use Your Planets Wisely, A Map to Your Soul. I also have this extremely important, fabulous oracle deck coming out in May called the Astrology Oracle Deck. 
if you have those three tools, you can learn astrology. But my book, A Map to Your Soul, is for anyone, whether they study astrology or not. And it's basically about how to live a fully expressed and laudatory life. What do I mean by that? We all come in with innate gifts and strengths. And if we maximize those gift and strengths, you're doing it through your show, then we live with a purpose and we encourage others to live fully. And then we naturally contribute to the world. So that is the whole premise of this book. And it talks about the 12 domains of living. And I'll go through them so that people can understand how much is in the book around unpacking your possibilities. The first domain is self-presentation. The second domain is values. The third domain is communication. The fourth domain is home. The fifth domain is creativity and love affairs. The sixth is health and habits. The seventh is partnerships. Eighth is sex. Nine is travel and belief systems. 10 is career and legacy. 11th is friends and the sacred crew. And the 12th is psychic phenomenon and spirituality. Mm. So it covers a large part of what we consider life. And then the idea is through my inventories and questionnaires, you learn to realize there's so much more of you you can express. And if that becomes your passion, then you fill out all your possibilities. I love that. That was such a great description on it because I loved every single one and how you broke it down. And so you could understand it for sure. Can I just say that I love like your... You're just like, you got this strong, like, oh, I love it. When you talk, it is like so commanding yet so beautiful and soft. And I love it. Okay. Well, thank you. And so we can get into the elements and talk about you two. So I have my, my strongest element is fire. So that's the confidence and the passion. And for some people intimidating, which thank you for not being intimidated, Um, But I come across very strong and it's almost really funny because one of my children will go, you're so full of shit, but you sound so confident. Anyway, you know, it's like fire people can really act like they know stuff because they're so- We're both fire people. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure my son has said the same thing to me. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's good to have people around you that say things like that, you know, call you on it. Uh, But I have worked my lifetime to develop more water which is more feeling and softness and compassion. So you just gave me the best compliment ever, confident, but soft. I'm working on it. Uh, So let's get into your sun, moon rising, and I'll tell people what that really reflects. But let's uh, start either one. Yeah. So I am a sun Leo, and then Mm -hmm. I am rising Scorpio and moon Gemini. That's a really good combo. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay, so the sun is your basic identity, like I am. A Leo is I'm creative, I'm expressive, I'm dramatic, I'm heart-centered. Your moon is what you need to be emotionally fulfilled. Gemini is an air sign and it's conversation. I need good conversation, I need mental stimulation, I need variety in order to be emotionally fulfilled. The rising is how you approach people your kind of first impression and how you move in. Scorpio is very watery and it's very kind of like, I'll let you in, we'll see. 
We'll just see about that. Yes. You're not getting in too fast. The gate is very, very cautious. Okay. (laughs) So in your case, Leo is fire. Gemini is air. Scorpio is water. So you're balancing these three elements in your basic sun, moon, and rising. Now there's many more things to your chart, but that in itself would be a statement of integration of these things. I'm very fiery in my identity. I want to be central. I want to uh, make a dramatic splash. I need conversation, contemplation, variety, and I will appear deep and cautious. And that's a great combination, Mm -hmm. but you're working on all those things. Right. Okay. How about you? Um, I am a Sagittarius sun. I am an Aquarius rising and a Cancer moon. Oh, beautiful. I have a lot <laughs> to say to you. Okay. So Sagittarius sun, basic identity, adventure, meaning, and freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aquarius rising, air. Everybody is my friend. I'm open to everything. And Cancer moon, baby, baby, baby. So you're very <laughs> unusual. So- You know, this is, especially you, is what you see is not what you get. Yeah. Anyone that gets very close to you is shocked that you're so emotionally hurt so easily, you know, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. But you can really use that to your advantage because you have a, talk about strong, Sagittarius sun, Aquarius rising. These are two very powerful, what I would say, social and What's the word I'm looking for? They're very social, but they're very community. Mm-hmm. But then your emotional is very private, very sensitive, very dear. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways you can bring people closer to you is to talk more about that underbelly of softness that you have, because they don't see it. Uh, and since you have your friend here who's Scorpio rising, you two can really bond on this. Yeah, we do. You can protect her because you're like, nobody's going <laughs> to F with me. And then you can say, hey, you all, I look like this, but underneath, I'm worried whether you really like me or you're taking me for granted. Or if you're like, you know, you're going to be highly concerned with who's taking care of you and who's looking out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it becomes a great tool. Again, I'm going to keep emphasizing this is a tool, not the answer, right? Yeah, still got to do the work. How do you live all these parts with absolute, full, joyful expression? So Sag, I'll take you again, Sag, son, if you live the full Sag son, you travel the world, you learn about everything, you make people feel so happy and joyful about what you're learning, and then you teach it. Fabulous. If you fully express the cancer moon, you become a master nurturer of yourself and others with no martyrdom, none, not ever. Mm. And if you fully express an Aquarius rising, well, this would be the fully expressed. You learn a few languages, you know people from every walk of life and you uplift humanity. How does that sound? That sounds exactly in my path I'm working on right now. Uh, so much traveling, all of that. Um, and we're starting like a nonprofit. And I just, I seriously have just been saying, 
I have just enjoyed talking to so many different eclectic hearing stories from all walks of like all walks. And I have been blessed to meet people at very high statuses and people in the very low. And I just, I love getting to love on them. And one of the things I appreciate is uh, that's taken me a long time, or I would say a little while through some trauma and stuff that I've endured um, is learning how to get into that place myself. And the more I do that, the more people relate and the more that yeah. I can help people. And I, I, it's beautiful. People aren't alone. And I've learned that the more I share that, the more, um, we, other people are open about their stuff and I've, I've really enjoyed it, but sometimes I do find myself like, eh, like, uh, like it's a little vulnerable at times, right? It's okay. Because here's the bottom line. The pain isn't personal, even though we experienced it personally, everyone I've ever known. I mean, I'm, I'm 65 and proud of it. We've all been traumatized. We all suffer deep suffering. If you live long enough, everything happens. Yeah. So it's not anymore to be shamed about that. You've had this suffering and I've had this suffering. It's more like take the covers off. The most important thing is make the pain count. This thing happened that didn't make you who you are. What you do with it makes you who you are. Yeah. And then I want to get to you about your ultimate Leo Gemini Scorpio thing. So if you are fully expressed, Leo, everyone you meet feels like they're the most loved person on the planet because Leo's about love. So when you're fully expressed, it's not about you anymore. It's about people just shine exuberantly in your presence because they feel loved. Gemini, moon, you have the deepest, most meaningful conversations. You're a leader of conversation. We are already doing that. Scorpio rising, you show emotional courage that just models courage for everyone around you. So there's nothing you won't face or deal with. You go deeply. You go to the ends of the earth to transform the crap into gold. How does that sound for you, two pair? Where do you That's live? Amazing. In That's pretty. We're in Minnesota. Oh, I love Minnesota. I do think you? I do. Yeah, I, I think, think I, I do. Love Minnesota. Because let, let me tell you why. A good friend of mine, and I always get the states mixed up, so I think I've got this right. <laughs> but uh, Tina Chaleski, have you ever heard of her? No. She's a super badass rock star. She lives here, but she's really famous in Minnesota. Oh, interesting. Look her up, Tina Yes. Anyway, so I have such a fondness because I know her. She's one of the best people ever, Scorpio. Anyway, badass rock star. You should meet her. Yeah, and that sounds kind of true because a lot of rock stars come from Minnesota. Something about us enunciating our syllables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for sure. I Now I know it is. From, they're from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the opposite. I grew up in California, but live in Minnesota. Yes. And partly out here, yeah. Wow, Minnesota. We okay. like it. Yeah. So I want you, because now we don't have any um, earth at all. So how should we find, like, is that something we should be finding is earth? Like, how? <laughs> like- Earth is the key to your balance. So earth is this. Grounding foods, root foods, yams, you know, anything that comes from the earth, rutabaga, cabbages, you know, eat the earth stuff. Okay. Try to stay away from the like inflammatory stuff like alcohol and sugar, because that does not ground you. So, you know, just try to one, nourish your body with root foods. 
because it will calm you down. Neither one of you is terribly calm. So calm you down. Secondly, gardening. Thirdly, massage. I mean, I'll tell you the fun stuff. Get a <laughs> massage once a week and actually don't talk. Neither of you. Don't talk through this massage. <laughs> that is so Feel hard for me. <laughs> your body. Feel your body. Feel the touch. Um, that would be excellent. There's a little thing that you can do every hour on the hour, set your timer and just do this with me now. Just feel your fingertips touch together and actually feel them. So this starts to regulate your nervous system and it's very much about the body. Just that once an hour. Another earth thing is do the same routines every day at least five minutes a day. So for example, I meditate every single night before I go to bed for five minutes. I don't miss a day. I also, every single night, do this set of back and stretching exercises so I feel good. I used to hate stuff like this. Like, don't make me do anything repeatedly. You know, that's like you guys. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, I have become extraordinarily happier and much healthier because I, there's these things I do every day, no matter what. And the, the big trick to that, when you've got your charts, is don't make them too big. Like when people go, oh yeah, I don't even do anything. Oh yeah, do an hour a day of blah, blah, blah. Like that will never happen. Yeah. But five minutes. Guilty. <laughs> All yeah, or nothing. Because it doesn't All happen. or nothing. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I have really figured it out for myself, but it is consistency, routine, and habit every day. You brush your teeth every day. You've got to add a couple more things that are grounding. Yes. Stretching is very grounding. If you're not listening to music or watching the news, you know. Mm -hmm. And what are your, what is your moon and rising sign then? Okay. So I'm Aquarius with a moon in Taurus and a rising in Sagittarius. So oh. you see, we have something. So my ultimate chart fulfillment is Aquarius, friend to all, making humanity better, which is why I'm going to tell you about the meeting I had last night in a moment. Yes. Secondly, Taurus moon at the ultimate, it's an earth moon, very sensual, is getting into a really healthy relationship with uh, desire and sensuality and not being excessive. So like very moderate in my youth, forget it. And then Sagittarius rising, a truth teller, a meaning maker with softness instead of bluntness. Yeah, I like that. I do too. But let me tell you about this meeting last night because you two yes. will be all over it. All Super right. Exciting. So I, I was doing earlier this year during the pandemic. No, not earlier this year, last year. Uh, consulting with this Ukrainian company, the biggest astrology company in the world called Nebula Horoscopes. And I was doing some mental health stuff for them. Well, lo and behold, out of the blue, the head of that company, this really hot guy who's 29, and his name's Alexander, and I really appreciate beauty, men, women, whomever, trees, cats, whatever. <laughs> he came, he came uh, from Ukraine to have other meetings, but he came all the way to Santa Barbara to have dinner with us last night, just to meet me. But I didn't really know why. But out of that meeting, I was already working on a relationship app that you two are gonna love about how do you really decide whether you're in a healthy relationship? 
So we're working on that. But meeting with this guy from Ukraine, who's just this like beautiful soul, and now we're partnering partnering to do this relationship app, but then also raise money for the orphans from the war. Oh my God, it's an Aquarian dream. Wow. I'm over here yeah. like that his is his like mother amazing. raised him. His mother raised him to care deeply about the world. She worked in an orphanage. So he was always from a young age, Pisces moon, really about compassion. But then he's a Leo. So he has this really entrepreneurial chart. He's created this worldwide company, but we really connected. And this is also another big Aquarius thing that you can relate to. You both can. Aquarius understands we do better with more diversity, intergenerational, racial, uh, gendered, like it's all better if it's more diverse. Mm -hmm. So that was a thrilling thing last night to meet with Alexander Federov and create this partnership. And it's going to be very exciting. I can't wait. So amazing, especially since didn't Pluto just go into Aquarius? Well, it's going into Aquarius. So like my jam is, you know, making healthy relationships across all borders. And that's what we're going to do. Coming from somebody who's been single for three and a half years, I cannot wait for this app to come out. (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. I can help you. I am so excited. Wait, what, what are you doing single? How old are you? Um, I am 35. I had to think about that for a second. Okay. When do you turn 36? December 6th. Okay. Well, the 36 is uh, a Jupiter year. So when Jupiter returns to its home base at 36, that's a very, very big fortune. But I would say to you, you know, with that chart that you've described, let me ask you the most important question. What has stopped you from being with somebody so far? Um, I just feel I haven't met somebody at my same level, um, not level, not that there's a level, but of, uh, I just really crave somebody who is working on themselves, who has a very entrepreneurial spirit, spirit, <clears throat> who is very much themselves and very, uh, I would say as dedicated to always bettering themselves and learning as, as I am. Um, and and a mix with attraction and, um, you know, not start a thing without a fire No, and and traveling and adventure. And I, I don't need uh, codependency by any means. I don't need that, but I I do love, love. I I'm a hopeless romantic. Okay. So here's my suggestion based on your chart. Okay. Solely based on your chart. So for your type of chart, you're going to need to date somebody probably not locally. So in other words, you're going to have to extend your dating scope to people outside of probably your city, outside of Minnesota. I even see international. And I think it's not going to be a problem if they live and commute and all of that. And so I, if I were you, given your chart, I would reach outside the beltway get a consultant of some kind that matches you up with an appropriate partner who's already established. Given your cancer moon, I'm going to assume it's a man. You're one of a man. Okay. So the man, the man needs to already be solid. He can't be finding himself. So yes, you want him to work on himself, but for your chart, he actually already has to be financially 
uh, solid. He has to have a very strong home ethic, all of that. That's going to work out better for you. Yeah. And then the growth part, this is psychic. This isn't astrology. Uh, he will be willing, but he's not already doing it. Okay. So in other words, don't be upset if you're the one always going, honey, let's go to counseling. Let's go to the spiritual thing. Let's do this. He'll be willing. It's just not his path. His path is security. Yeah. I feel him ah. right around. I feel him right around you, but what you're going to have to do, I have goosebumps right when you said that, <clears throat> I feel what you're going to have to do is you need somebody. And I don't have any idea what this is, uh, who specializes in kind of really together men that are in the international business world. That's going to work out the best for you. Okay. Um, but but you, all you have to say, because this is what I've seen. Again, I coach people for years on marriages. Hardly ever. Even I'm with a woman and she's like, I don't want to go to therapy. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It doesn't matter the gender. People are stubborn, but she'll do it. Like, no, yeah. we got to do it. Okay. So yeah. just don't, you will always be the person in this relationship to go, honey, let's go see this workshop. Oh, yeah. do I have to? Yes, you have. To. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Cause I I'm okay with that. As long as you're willing, as long as you're open in the yeah. same way that I would be open for whatever, you know, well, I would you're going to have to go to his business. Dinners. That's exactly like really beautiful and all that. And frankly, I wouldn't want to do that, but you're going to do it. <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's a fair exchange. So yeah. he doesn't have to already come with all the bells and whistles of personal growth. He's got to have security. And then yeah. you just have to say non-negotiable. You have to say yes, three quarters of the time to my personal growth aspirations. Yeah. I like He's that. Gonna, I think you're going to get pregnant next year. Oh my Whoa. gosh. <laughs> I like it. Cause you read energy too, don't you? Yeah, I yeah. do. But I see him. He's around you. Oh, maybe I'll ask this guy last night, the super hot guy, if he knows. Right. <laughs> there. You're my person. <laughs> no, he's not. He's happily married. And no, I mean, you <laughs> like you're oh. my connector. Okay. You, who no. knew yeah. you needed but, another role, right? No, <laughs> no, no. But I think I think you you got to break the idea. I Well, this is again, we're going deep into you, but you have the cancer moon. It's like you've been playing small. You've been playing like, yeah, oh, he he's not at the neighborhood restaurant. I'll never meet him. Like, no, he's not. He's like on a jet somewhere. Yeah. No, you're completely right on that. So you're going to have to, you're going to have to be a little uncomfortable, cancer moon. All right. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm getting there. I can feel, uh, I've been having these wild dreams lately of being in different places. And I, it's like, a, it just is like one of those things of like, I feel you're close. It's so strange. He's and that's, close. I, I, you that's have what to I take keep some, hearing. You have to have some radical steps now. Like I will ask Alexander if he knows anyone, but you have to ask everyone, you know, that's out of the country and you too for her. Yeah. She's well, ready to date. I just talked to a gentleman last night I in know, the UK, <laughs> which is so random. I know. Um, I had found his information. I did a podcast and I had talked to him about coming on and I wanted to give him the credit for the information. Uh -huh. And we zoomed last night. And I mean, that's the first person I've talked to overseas. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> what's his name? I've been sitting here going, Arian? what's his name? What's his name? Arian. Oh, I love his name. Arian? What's his show about? Um, he is an intuitive healer, um, 
coach. And he has a really solid business. He's like already established. Yes. Do you happen to know if he's single? I have no idea. I did not get to that. <laughs> okay. If he's not single, you never know. Say to him, I'm directed to ask you to introduce me to men like you. The mm -hmm. best men to help you are the men you already would be attracted to that happen to be attached. So you say to them, find me guys like you. And that's such a good point. And I love that because I was thinking, I was like, now this, like when I was talking to him and just hearing the way he communicated and uh, his spirituality and just his strength in that, I was like, now this is what I, I it was cool to see somebody emulate the characteristics that I, you know, yeah. so I, he I is the guy, yeah. he's one of the guys. It's like you yeah. say to him, where are more men like you? Because you're like, your friend can tell you you're like a catch. So let's get moving people. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At first I thought you said catch. And I was like, I am very much like a cat. Love me, hate me, love me, pet me. Don't right. touch me. Well, cancer moon's <laughs> tricky. Cancer moon's tricky, but, but you have to disclose this to the guy. Like I'm super hands-off and then super needy. Just yes. tell him. We're all complicated. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. I really, really appreciate you sharing that with me. Mm, yeah, I feel really well. excited about your love life. Me too. <laughs> Good. <laughs> this is a whole podcast in itself. Right. Exactly. You Let's know, find Sam. It would love. be a therapy session. <laughs> I, I just. Well, this we were... is kind of how I work with people when I do my coaching is like, let's get right down to it. What's the blocking belief? What's in the way? What are your yeah. cycles? Like, so we can look at, oh, yeah, you have a really positive cycle coming up. Let's make use of it. So you've got to get ready. Like, and it takes action. Yeah. I, there's no passive success. You know, people that just think, oh, if I just breathe for a few more days, life will happen better for me. No, make it happen. Right. Yeah. I love that. Take action. And especially too, could you go into like the, the grand square? Like what, like sure, some sure, people sure. have harder charts and just what, what? Yeah. Like life is not fair. Let's declare one thing. Life is not fair. I wish my parents had told me that growing up because you waste a lot of time hoping things will be fair and they're not. So let's just get rid of that. So in the astrology world, people come in with much more difficult charts and much easier charts. The way I've been taught and I believe the harder the chart, the more growth. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad thing. It just means you've got to, like if, if we're all running an obstacle course, the grand square is constant obstacles, constant. But if you become a really good obstacle runner, that becomes thrilling. Mm -hmm. So the grand square just means there's pressure always. Okay. Okay. But then people really get into this grand trine, which means there's a lot of harmony. But I know people that are just lazy with that. They just like, you know, hey, I think I'll watch another sitcom. So for me, every chart is cosmic DNA. Here's a map. You have to make the map work. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I believe I heard you talk about in a podcast about your friend, Henrika, I believe was her name. Mm -hmm. And she was a part of the like hiding during the not world war two. Yeah. She, her family hid the Jews in, in Holland during the Nazis and, uh, yeah, she's a profound human being. Yeah. And she wrote, she wrote a, book. a great book. Do you know that the book is called? Ooh, not by memory right now, okay. but her name is Hendrika DeVries. 
the book's won awards. You can put it in your show notes, Hendrika DeVries. It's a beautiful book. Very proud of her. But she made her pain count. So that's the deal. Grand square, nothing's that easy, but you can have a prolifically important contributing life. Yeah. I love that. I do too. Can I ask you about, um, you know, we have our charts, right? And um, that, uh, how did you just say your uh, DNA, your- Cosmic DNA. Cosmic DNA, I love that. How do you involve, you know, our parents and being raised by them? And how does that interchange with our cosmic DNA? That's great. Well, it's the same discussion in psychology. Is it nature or nurture? Mm -hmm. It's both. So you have your chart. So that's going to orient you a certain way anyway, how you see your parents, how, you know, you uh, manage your life. And we're always in a field of interaction. So they have their charts. You have your charts. They mush together and create a reaction. Yeah. (laughs) So what's fascinating, for example, my brother and I are a year and a month apart. And I love him. We grew up very close. We have completely different mother-father figures in our psychology. Yet we grew up with the same parents. The chart shows you how you see your parents, no matter how they are. Mm. And that's fascinating to me. So it's like, oh, my mother was like this. And he'd go, not mine. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Now, some siblings have similar mothers, you know, in their charts. But it just goes to show you life isn't how it is. It's how we see it. Mm. So life isn't how the saying is life is not how it is. It's how we are. So we see things the way we are. And we can flip that as far as parenting, right? And looking at our children's charts and seeing how they view us and how to best parent them on their signs, correct? Yes. Like yesterday I was working with a woman who has three great children, but one of them kind of hates her. So we looked up the chart and sure enough, he kind of hates her. Um, (laughs) He was born like that. You know, like she bugs him. She irritates him. She's hard on him. It's not who she is. Yeah. But his frame is that. And here's what we all do. We have a frame, we collect evidence and we're right. Yeah. Now he could with, you know, he's a teenager, but he could grow older and go, I'm sick of seeing my mother the same way. My brothers don't see her that way. And he could undo that Mm -hmm. because there's always the lower and the higher level of how we can work these issues. But at least at this point, she's not crazy. He's like, no matter what she does, he goes, she's horrible. I love that. It's I. This is the first time I've ever really thought to look at. You know, I've always been interested in mine, um, and I I know my kids' son uh, signs, but I never really looked at the rest of it. I and either. I think this is the first time I've really been like that is something I really want to check into as far as parenting and just how they do look at the world and how they look at themselves and view. Yeah, me. and yes, and it's so important. I mean, you can go after the show and get your chart download, but especially look at the moon and its aspects in your kids' charts because that will tell you how they experience you as a mom, the moon and its aspects. Mm-hmm. And again, 
please don't get either wildly happy or wildly sad about it. It's their path. Mm -hmm. And then you can be more attuned to what they're perceiving. Very cool. And what's your take on like the synchronicities of like, do we come here and pick our charts or what, how do we? You know, I really don't know. I like that it's a mystery. You know, some people think, oh, you know, we were born at this exact moment to learn these certain lessons and we picked our parents to have this and that. I don't know. Okay. All I know is this, you got what you got. Are you going to make the best of it or are you going to whine about it? Yeah. You know, and I just think we all have agency and make the best of it. Like, so I don't sit around wondering why is this and why is that? If it helps you to think a certain way, go with that. But if it doesn't help you, it's not true. Yeah. I love that. Stay true to your heart, your soul. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been amazing. It has. And I'll link all of your website information and your books and how to find you. But before we get off, like, what are your predictions for 2023 since we're kind of. Well, I already made a lot of predictions that have come true. So let's stick with those. But (laughs) first, before um, we do that, I want to make sure your listeners know if they go to jenniferfreed.com and get my new book through that website and the instructions there, they can get a lot of free other things. Okay. So that's a really good place to look up the book, get the book or the audible, and then get free things. But what I, I had to, not had to, I chose to write for a few publications what I thought 2023 would be about. And one of the biggest things I talked about is water issues. Well, just look around. Like I'm sitting here in Montecito with the 50th day of deluge rains and flood alerts and evacuations, you know, yeah. it's just, it's like so beyond and no one predicted it. No, it wasn't even in the weather plan. And we've had so, so much snow that we're, they're worried about flooding here as well too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So there's going to be that water issue. Then there's going to be the water contamination issues and the water Um, you know, drought issues, water, 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 huge 2023 issue. Then Saturn in Pisces, more about water, but also Saturn in Pisces is much more about drugs. Good, the bad, the ugly about all kinds of drugs. You know, I think we're, we, we hit that huge surge of everybody's smoking pot and everybody's like using drugs and Yay for drugs. And now um, there's a lot of problems with that. Mm-hmm. That will all come to four. Then Pluto and Aquarius. Okay. Pluto entering Aquarius is the intensification of the fate of humanity. There's no more wiggle room. There's no more, gee, I wonder what you'll do about it. Every single person has to take an oar in the boat of rowing humanity forward. So that is what I've been talking about. And that's this week, Pluto goes into Aquarius. It does go back into Capricorn a little bit, but then it's like 20 years in Aquarius. The fate of humanity is in our hands. And the thing about Aquarius is no one person is going to be the light or the lead. Like in Pluto and Capricorn was the rise of all of these maniacal despots. We don't need to name names, but people that actually think, you follow me. I'm the Godhead. 
this is not going to work in Pluto and Aquarius. People will not put up with it. It's democracy or bust. And I don't mean like every country has to be democratic, but the people's will will prevail. Mm -hmm. So what do you believe in? What are you committed to? That's the big issue in this year. Wow. It's going to be intense, but it's also with Jupiter going into Taurus in May, pretty thrilled about that with my moon in Taurus. Um, We've never had a bigger opportunity in hundreds of years to bring heaven on earth, make the beautiful, the good. Oh, I love that. But it, it, it just requires everyone stop looking at the devices and get on with something. Yeah. I do look at the device though for, let me say this, like right before your show, my new thing is whenever I want to get in a really good mood, I just go and look at all those videos of the um, dogs and the cats licking the babies, <laughs> the horses. <laughs> I mean, you cannot help but be a happier person. Oh my God. Yes. That, right. So now I'm like, this is my go-to thing. Five minutes of that. It's like the crack of happiness. Like instantly raises your vibration. My son came down and he's 16 and I was just laughing and he's like, what are you laughing at? And I was legit looking at the animal videos and I was just like, this is the best. Like he's like, you're, you know, you're sitting down here by yourself, just laughing. And I'm like, I know, this but is- like, it's so cute. But it's your algorithm. <laughs> well, I, I will say, and you all know this and your audience know this, when you have robust laughter, you immediately change the world's vibration. there's only positive from that uh now do i spend six hours a day on the animal videos no (laughs) okay don't take a healthy (laughs) dose you know is is okay well i've i've really really enjoyed talking to you uh i wouldn't call you twisted sisters but that's your fine name (laughs) i would say if i were to relabel you two i would say you are avatars of compassion and dynamism oh thank you so much for coming on we really yeah. enjoyed it yes yes. i really enjoyed it too and, and now i'm gonna go meet a friend and do some coaching because she's a pisces and so she needs a little help <laughs> can i just say outside i have been like watching and it, i'm like is that a painting or is that really outside That's like scary. it's beautiful it oh like, over there the sun yes. just came out I yeah, legit, yeah, yeah. I kept, I'm like, is that a painting? I'm like, no, there's no. a, there's a door. And I'm like, that is well, just gorgeous. Yeah. I am the luckiest person in the world that my partner and I got this house 20 something years ago before Montecito became Prince Harry's home and Oprah's home and blah, blah, blah. And so we got it pretty reasonably yeah. and we're on an acre oh. of nature. Wow. My gosh. Wow. So lucky. That, yeah. Yeah. Will you enjoy your day? Yes. This has okay. been absolutely fabulous. And so. I love your dancing videos. They make my okay, day. I'm going to keep that up. My partner's always embarrassed, but I can have her not see it. It raises okay. the vibration. Yeah. I'm just- telling you, I, I get a kick out of it. So thank you for appreciating. Yes. Okay. Have All a right. take care. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We hope you enjoyed the fiery Jennifer Freed and all her amazing wisdom. Remember to go to her website, jenniferfreed.com, to purchase her books and get all the free stuff she offers. Also, go to astro.com and download your free natal birth chart. 
I also found astrocafe.com and it really gave me a nice whole detailed chart of my strengths and personality traits. I so enjoy this as I loved comparing it to my K-score, my DISC assessment, and my Enneagram. It just confirms how all these really coincide together. Our twisted advice for you this week is to take the time to download your chart. Do it. Take my time blocking and do it. Read thoroughly and journal about it. Journal what you learned about yourself. Go follow Jennifer Freed on her social media platforms and give her some outpouring love for her coming on the show. All the support matters. Enjoy your week, all you amazing people, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Twisted Sisters podcast. We'll now leave you with a little bit of wisdom from Allie and Samantha. Imperfection is beauty. Madness is genius. And it's better to be absolutely ridiculous than absolutely boring. Twisted Twisted sisters. sisters. We're all a little twisted.